0: Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host Justin C. Joined this week by my co-host and Chairman Stephen Vincent here to recap uh, the week that was in pro wrestling going back to AEW Revolution uh, last Sunday and the follow-up show they had on Dynamite and going over some other stuff we have going into the road to WrestleMania which is now uh, I believe three weeks away. From taking place, so uh, that's getting ramped up and getting built up too. But we'll start with AEW. Uh, Like I said, Revolution took place last Sunday. Um, You know, some no, some you know, it seemed it was a solid wrestling show. Nothing too crazy happened on it as far as from a big picture perspective goes. But uh, I'll ask you, Chairman, first. What do you think was the smartest, best decision coming out of Revolution uh, for AEW?
1: Um. You know, that's tough to say what the smartest decision is right now. I mean, man, I don't know. It's kind of like thinking. I think Heyman Page would probably be the smartest decision because, again, like we talked about when we did the preview, he needed a huge win, you know, and this was it. And it's like after since he lost the world title last year, he really hasn't been able to get himself back into that main event scene. You get a big pay-per-view win in a death match against you know, John Moxley. You know, that – that's a big, big win on your resume. So this can get him back up there. And I'm sure there's a lot to talk about John Moxley, you know, as we progress through the show here. But, you know, I think that for sure was the smartest decision. And, you know, I think the biggest surprise would definitely be the House of Black win the trios titles. I did not see that happening. I mean, I think you guys might have picked that. But I, I was mind blown. I was, I was happy to see it. And I think they're doing a good job building that division back up. But, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. But that's my takeaway from it.
0: Yeah, I was actually the only one to pick House of Black, so I'm gonna give myself a quick uh, Barry Horowitz pat on the back there uh, for picking that. But yeah, that's for me is my uh, I think the best smartest decision. I mean, I talked about during the preview of the show how I feel like you needed to get Kenny Omega away from the Young Bucks and kind of have him be the big star that he's supposed to be. And he already tweeted out a picture, uh, I think, almost right after um, Revolution with him and Don Callis, I think, talking about being serious and getting back to business. So uh, that's a positive right there. But, yeah, you get this House of Black group who were like obviously the stuff they're doing wasn't as bad as bray wyatt but they were kind of almost like a bray wyatt role where they were just cutting promos and creepy like settings and not really doing too much but unlike bray wyatt they actually went ahead here and uh capitalized on that move and gave them the win here to kind of revitalize the trios division and like i said it gets kenny omega hopefully in a singles run going forward uh Going back to that, capitalizing on that MJF is going to need uh, Another challenger now for his world title Uh, Obviously, like uh, Chairman just mentioned you got Hangman Adam Page Who's up there Um, You you can have Kenny Omega build back up some singles wins So that's there as well But to me, that's the smartest decision uh, From that whole show Um, As far as I would say If you want to go back to the If you want to go to the opposite end of the spectrum Looking at maybe the not so positive decision uh from the show i mean there's a couple things i think you can point to i mean the guns winning the tag titles or i shouldn't say winning retaining the tag titles i just don't get that and then with fdr coming back too um there's that there i mean i picked uh, brian danielson to win the aw world title but they went with mjf instead retaining uh you know good match everybody's praising it as like the best iron man match ever i don't know I'd have to go back and watch every other Iron match ever before I actually wanted to say something with that. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where MJF's act is still kind of the same old thing. And who knows what's going on now with Brian Danielson talking about taking some time away in his promo from Dynamite this past week. So. Uh, It's definitely intriguing to see who the next possible challenger is going to be for uh, MJF's world title. We've got Double or Nothing coming up in two months, so still plenty of time to build something there. But I just want to see if MJF's character takes any new direction with with it rather than going to the same old shtick he's been doing ever since he's been a heel. Uh, you know, we've talked about it numerous times. How he had the chance to maybe be a face and be something different when he came back after his, you know, quote unquote, holdout, or whatever you want to call that. But instead, they ended up doing just the same old, same old with them. So I guess those are a couple of things I would point to there as far as things I would question. Uh, what about you, Chairman?
1: Yeah, I mean, the guns being tagged, chance to begin with. We pretty much set our piece on that. And then, of course, I had to pick them to retain, they did. I, I just didn't see anybody in that field being a threat to beat them. Like, it's just, I don't know. They don't really don't know what they're doing with that tag division right now. Like, it's like I said, you know, just a bit ago, I think they're treating that trios division better than the tag division now. Like, we you go back to Dynamite, and maybe I'm getting a little headed here with the show, but, you know, it's like, you know, you had House of Black, you had the Elite, you know, they're going to have a huge match, and then, of course there's another team involved and I'm freaking blanking right now. Go figure. Long <laughs> weekend. But um there's a triple threat match, you know, coming up and you know, there's just a lot more on that division than the singles tight division. And you know, if FTR comes back, that'd be huge. The other thing I question is, you know, I know probably win at the pay per view, I mean it's expected, but then to drop the title immediately, it's like hot potatoes, it's like you know, it could have just have powerhouse beat Samoa Joe on Wednesday instead. If you're gonna do that, I mean, I'm one of those anti-flipping titles like this quickly, but you know, it's it's Tony's world and we're just living in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there as far as the whole uh, QT Marshall thing. I was actually able to get home and catch the last like 15, 20 minutes of Dynamite live uh, this week, and I'm with you. It's like, what the hell, like. I don't care. Of course, AEW fans are like, oh well, it plays off of what QT said a month or two ago about helping Hobbs or something. It's like, well, like I don't know that as somebody who doesn't watch weekly or hasn't been able to watch weekly these last few months. So, and it's like it's QT Marshall. He's not a uh, he's not a heat magnet in a good way. Like you would say somebody like a Dominic Mysterio has been lately. It's just like he doesn't. Add, I understand he's a trainer. I think he's an agent backstage, so you know he's obviously a helpful hand behind the scenes. I just don't get you know, the point of keeping him on TV and what it does for Hobbs. I mean, let Hobbs get over by being Hobbs, but she was getting over by being Hobbs. And then of course, in Tony Khan fashion, he cooled him off for weeks because he wouldn't know what to do with him. It's the same thing with Wardlow. Wardlow won beats MJF last year at what double or nothing was it. Um, And then he just kind of, you know, they don't capitalize on that. And it's like somebody pointed it out. I mean, it's kind of a, it's not an exactly a fair comparison, but it would be like if Batista beat Triple H and then did nothing at WrestleMania tournament and then did nothing after. It's like that's kind of what it was for Warlow. He beat the guy that's now the current world champion and now Warlow is just made to kind of look like, uh, you know, not really a bitch, but somebody that's not taken that seriously when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, so I mean it's like it the win and quick loss definitely hurts Warlow uh, I think as far as i'm concerned going forward, i don't think he's going to be able guy that you know, gets his revenge. Uh, you know, from Hobbs. I'm sure there'll be a rematch down the line, but I don't think he's somebody that's going to be built up strongly. He really should honestly be somebody that should be being built up to be MJF's next challenger considering he holds a big pay-per-view win over MJF, and if I'm not mistaken, squashed MJF pretty strongly at that show. It's been it's been a year now. I don't really exactly fully remember, but he's a guy that should, maybe if, even if you don't want to do a pay-per-view around it, should fill the next month building up to a potential MJF title match. This is how I feel about it, but now he's a guy who won the TNT title at the pay-per-view and then lost it days later so it's not a smart decision there uh we like i said we saw fdr come back uh possibly challenging the guns but according to dax they still haven't signed uh any kind of long-term contract with the uh with aew um does the fdr coming back chairman change anything about your thoughts about the possibility of them going back to wwe and triple h when their contracts expire
1: I mean, it's one of those things, you don't know how many days that they have left with AEW, if at all. I mean, maybe they make an appearance, deals, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, it changes nothing for me with them possibly going back to WWE. Obviously, they're they're good guys. They're going to honor their contracts. They respect the business enough to do so. And I'm sure Tony and AEW will probably try to, you know, push them, elevate them, you know, give them the platform that they desire to maybe entice them to change their mind if they're potentially looking elsewhere so I mean I can see them being highlighted here for the next few weeks or months you know however time left FTR has before a decision has to be made but if they're dead set deep down and going back to WWE then I don't see them changing their mind you know unless Tony sways them otherwise I mean it's hard to say right now but I don't think this changes anything.
0: Yeah, it's always kind of funny. Like, I think I pointed out last week in the preview show, seeing AEW fans turn so quickly on FDR after they trashed the company for a little bit. It's like, man, like, like, we criticize, like, AEW. We also criticize WWE on here, but, like, some of these diehard fans are just nuts. Where if you, like, FDR says one bad thing about AEW and it's all said, oh, FDR isn't that good. Or, like, you know, Lana or CJ Perry, whatever you want to call her, says something about WWE being home always to uh, a miro and then all of a sudden everybody hates miro and says well he doesn't like how he's booked and he should just leave it's like come on guys (laughs) get a grip with this stuff um what are your thoughts real quick also about the ruby soho heel turn
1: i think it was needed honestly i mean she's been there for i think maybe over a year now and you know i was excited to see her go there because at the time obviously wwe was a disarray and i felt she would be a good addition to a women's division in any promotion but I think the face run, you know, she didn't get any success really out of it. I mean, then she got injured, so that's unfortunate. Injuries happen in the business. But I think the heel turn gives her character a refresh, you know, probably gives her some motivation, you know, aligning stuff with uh, Soraya and Tony. So I think it's a good thing. It gives a big faction to take on Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. So I'm all for it. I think it's a good decision.
0: Yeah, I think it's still pretty obvious that this is building to either like um like a blood and guts match on an episode of AEW Dynamite or maybe even uh, like an Anarchy in the Arena match at Double or Nothing. I mean, you got the three there, you know, three WWE women. You could always throw in uh, your Ember, Moon, or Athena to be like your fourth. And I don't know who could be a fifth. Uh, I'm my brain now, former WWE women that's there. But I'm blanking on a fifth person. Um, but like you got your AEW originals where you got Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, I mean you can get somebody like an Akarushita. you can get somebody like uh like even like a Nyla Rose who hasn't been doing a lot lately, well, Jade Cargill, who again has been just like treading water as the TNT women's champion, uh not really do or I'm sorry, TBS women's champion, excuse me, not really doing much there. Um, man, I'm still trying to think of a fifth woman that could join For I guess maybe Mercedes Martinez you could say or throw her in there obviously people are going to say Mercedes Monet possibly coming in and working a match but I don't think she would come in to work one blood and guts or anarchy in the arena match and then leave that wouldn't be probably the smartest decision for her and I'm sure she wouldn't exactly want to do that Um, like I said yeah you're Mercedes Martinez Um, uh, that's all I can think of am I, am I blanking on a fifth woman here that could be this besides Athena am I, who am I, am I missing anybody I right.
1: Ty Cathy was, like, in and out of NXT. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: true, yeah. She was there for a couple... Wasn't she even with Undisputed Era for a cup of coffee? Um... I don't think so. No. I thought there was a uh, woman with them at one point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of a different faction they were with. Um,
1: I mean, Chris Straitliner is hanging around, but she's not a former WWE. I mean, I think she had a, I think she had a squash match once, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I mean, technically, Doctor Britt Baker is also former WWE because she wrestled in the like a pre-show match in one of the May Young Classic matches. So there's or, that too. Get blue
1: pants. Get blue pants.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, blue pants. There you go. She can be the fifth person. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Um, Who else? Uh, Yeah, I got nothing. So, yeah. All right. So, that's where we're probably looking to as far as that goes. Uh, Anything else you want to bring up AEW-related here, Chairman, before we move on?
1: Um, Honestly, I think Dynamite this past week was actually pretty good. I think it set up some stuff, you know, going forward, especially the uh, Blackpool Combat Club heel turn. Like, Moxley and, you know, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta, they just are angry. They're just attacking dork order like hardcore and then hangman's hey out to save him and the crowd was booing it and i think it's kind of good to see moxley and Cl- claudio kind of channel the inner darkness you know go to the dark side i think moxley is a baby face that's kind of run its course so and obviously his fight style is obviously very heelish anyway so i'm all for them guys going heel i think that was a great decision and oh duh i totally remember from before by the way the um, Jericho Appreciation Society wanted to be Trios champions now. Wow. Anyways, um, <laughs> maybe. but, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, Blackpool Combat Club, they really need to change their name, though. Maybe they will since they're heels now since, obviously, Regal's long gone. So that definitely is something to take away for sure. I think the Brian Danielson stuff, you know, obviously we all know he's getting up there and the questionings of if he's going to retire or wind her down. So, of course, that's going to be a long-drawn story. But, you know, there's there's some good stuff, I think. I mean, the trio's titles we touched on before, I think that's going to be a really good match they're setting up. You know, it's very exciting. And I'm also happy to see Powerhouse Hobbs win the TNT Championship despite the circumstances and the affiliations with Douchebag Boy Alley Manager. So I think that, you know, we, we, we've we've crept on AEW a lot lately, but I think Dynamite was a good show this past week. I think it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully they build some momentum. Double or Nothing's a huge pay-per-view for them. Hopefully they get their shit together and steam straight ahead and make that a big show. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Yes, we can hope for that. We can all, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society going after the uh, trios titles. So I look forward to a nine month program. Maybe at least if they do nine months of them as tag champions, um, trios champions, that it'll. Um it'll actually give them fresh matchups rather than feeding with the same people uh, for like three, four months on then. Hey, speaking of Jericho appreciation society, this is their one year, I guess, anniversary was this past week since their formation. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like it really, like in the beginning, I thought it would do a lot for help. These guys, but I mean, I feel like Daniel Garcia has taken a step back. I feel like 2.0 has taken a step back. Like the whole group is itself. Like even the stuff with Sammy Guevara, it's like this group hasn't really been helping elevate new people to the top like we all thought it was going to be. I mean, we thought Daniel Garcia was going to get into this big program now like be like this bigger star, and he's still not. I don't even know what Jake Hager does besides wear a hat anymore there, but. I'm almost to the point where I'd rather see a breakup of this group because I feel like even like an Anna Jay is taken a step back as far as her character goes. I mean, this group just has kind of waned on me and I almost would rather just see, I know they're going to be going after the Trios titles, but I'd almost rather just see Jericho either take a break or go back to a singles run on his own. I mean, I don't know when the next Fozzie tour is, but... I just feel like this group started off as something that might be good and might be unique and like, okay, maybe these guys are going to stay like we'll get a big Daniel Garcia run out of it. And it feels like this has nothing really noteworthy has come out of this group. What do you think chairman?
1: I would agree with that for sure. It's basically inner circle recycled. You basically took out Ortiz and Santana replaced them with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia and the Garcia stuff was fine at first, you know, like the whole, is he going to betray Jericho or not? And then he ended up staying. And I think after that storyline, it he really kind of cooled off. You know, I mean, I think he's got a ring Tyler did. I don't know. I can't keep tabs on half the stuff. 2.0, I thought at first, you know, they had a huge platform and then they kind of fizzled out too. And I, I really enjoyed those guys. I'm kind of bummed out that they really haven't done more, especially with the state that the tag division is in right now, where it's kind of mediocre. You know, you got Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, you know, taking – tag team title shots at pay-per-views maybe 2.0 should be in that match instead you know daddy's magic nipples would be hard if he got in that ring for that big pay-per-view payday but you know it's just you know Hager he is what he is you know Sammy Guevara he is what he is you know but yeah Jericho you know there's only so much he can do with you know this faction I think like you said I think it's almost time for him to kind of go back to solo run like I got sad the other day because I was on Twitter and someone shared a clip of uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens doing the list of Jericho on Xavier was a New Day. And I'm like, oh, man, the list of Jericho era was fucking amazing. I miss it so much. Like, Jericho just needs to kind of, like, find a new thing. And he'll he'll do well once he does. But I think this whole faction thing with him has definitely run its course. And, I mean, honestly, Jericho is someone that should be put MJF on his, you know, go after him again, the world champion. I mean, Jericho hasn't even sniffed that world title since he was the original title holder. It's like, maybe it's time to elevate yourself back in the land and get away from these goons you hang out with.
0: Yeah. And I, okay. Well, one more thing on AEW before we uh, move on. So we are a little over two months away from AEW or, AEW double or nothing. Um, if you had a pencil in, I'll answer first because I'm just kind of throwing this out there quick. If you had a pencil in whoever is going to fight MJF for the world title at the show, I'm just wondering who you think it's going to be. I know everybody will probably go to Hangman Adam Page, but I think it's. I think it'll end up being Kenny. I think with the rumors that, you know, Kenny might be interested in going to the WWE or like WWE is interested in him. At least I think they're going to try to go and push all out for Kenny Omega to be a top single star again. And I think they're going to end up trying to go with Kenny and MJF at AEW AEW double or nothing for the main event for their world title. That's kind of just where I think it is. Um, but what do you think, Chairman, if you had a pencil in the AEW world title match, I think we're always also both just kind of assuming MJF's holding the title that long. Um, Who do you think was going to fight MJF for the world title at Double or Nothing?
1: I'm going to get bold here. I think Adam Cole gets cleared sometime between now and then. And, I mean, he's got the whole sympathy fans behind him, you know, with his injury and his recovery, and I think he's getting highlighted on that new show coming out in a couple weeks. So I think that's going to kind of put him in that baby face role and you know overcome the odds and somehow get a challenge MJF because MJF will probably come out and belittle him and for that whole segment you know sad story of stuff so there's definitely some potential promos there and I think Britt Baker actually took a shot at MJF so if they really wanted to piece that together there's definitely an avenue to do it and I think that would definitely generate interest if you have Adam Culver's MJF for the world title
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's coming back on that week. He's the preview of that um, or the first night of that behind the scenes show at the end of March I want to say I feel like they said he was wrestling on that show but maybe I'm misremembering um, yeah I definitely been interested see one too uh, hey you could go I mean you could do like I think it's obvious I think the three options are Cole Paige and Kenny I think actually those four combinations will end up fighting each other in some way in singles matches you could even do you know Cole Kenny which is what was rumored before Adam Cole ended up getting hurt and Paige MJF um, so who knows there's a bunch of stuff there to possibly look at as far as their world title scene goes and we'll just see if MJ. J.F. can do something other than his normal uh, shit he's been doing. Uh, So over to the WWE, we've got this. We've been talking about uh, WrestleMania, obviously, about three weeks away here from Mania itself. So uh, lots to look forward to as far as that goes. Uh, We had our first interaction between uh, Cody and Roman Reigns last Friday on SmackDown. That was after we recorded uh, last week. What were your thoughts on that Cody-Roman interaction, Chairman? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that promo was fantastic it was it made you feel like this is a big match like I got excited and you know Roman really really took it to Cody of that promo too I think usually Cody is the big promo guy and but Roman's been fantastic as well but I think he really elevated himself you know he didn't have Paul Heyman in his corner he dismissed him you know and you know they got the Sammy stuff kind of behind him and pretty much moved all that to the Usos and Solos so Roman's strictly focused on Cody now. I think we're in for a great match. And I think a lot of the fans are still kind of divided on who's going to win this match because, you know, everyone thinks, well, Cody's won the Royal rumble and Cody's going to fight his, you know, for the title and dedicate to his father. You know, it's been his mission since his return, but Roman's closing on a thousand days and Roman's been dominant. So this is a tough match to pick. If you ask me right now, I still wouldn't have an answer because I still have a few weeks before we hit through that review show to decide, I cast a poll out, I think, right after that promo went down. And I think Cody slightly was, you know, favored if they had to pick a winner that day, but Romans, you know, still had a good healthy amount of votes. So it's definitely a toss up match, which is good for WrestleMania because usually a lot of these big matches at Mania is like, well, it's like 60, 70% of the time, the world title changes hands. And this time it's very, very 50, 50, I think. And that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a you know, funny thing. it's definitely is a talking thing. I know I went to one of the local like dealer flea market stores that are in one of the malls here. And I picked up a couple wrestling figures the other day. And one of them was Roman Reigns one, and I got to talk. The cashier was even asking me, he's like, do you think Roman's going to lose on a I mania? Yeah. And I said to him, I said, I honestly don't know. And it's like, it's good that I don't know. And like I've said, it's like it's one of those things where if he doesn't lose, who beats him? But at the same time, his reign has been so you know, good, I don't think it would be bad necessarily if he won. I think it would be kind of ruining for Cody where you'd have to build him back up. Obviously, that's possible with Cody and how he talks. But yeah, I mean, I'm so excited to, like you said, have a WrestleMania main event where we don't know what the outcome is going to be. I mean, I'm trying to trek back here as far as manias go. I mean, you know, 35, everybody knew Becky was going to win. I guess 34, where Brock retained against Roman, where everybody thought Roman was going to win, and it was kind of a surprise, but it was like a dumb surprise where everybody's like, like really? And I think Brock ended up losing it the next month, if I'm not mistaken, on pay-per-view, so it really wasn't even worth it. I mean, the COVID-year stuff you know, doesn't really count, but even then, I think all the COVID-year stuff Everybody, you know, the titles changed. Like, we all knew Drew was going to win. And then um, we all knew, uh, well, we thought Roman was going to win. And then it, it changed to Braun. And then Braun ended up winning over Goldberg. Uh, 37, we had, um, I think 37 was kind of surprising. Cause I think we all thought Drew was going to retain against Lashley. And that didn't end up happening. And then uh, last year at Mania, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. What happened last year at WrestleMania? Uh well, was it short. Roman Daniel oh, Bryan yeah. Edge? Yeah. yeah, Roman Daniel Bryan Edge, and yeah. Or no, wait. I, I'm, I'm, okay, yeah, I forgot that many. Yeah, so there's that one, and then there's plus the Roman Brock one where everybody knew Roman was going to win too. Um, so yeah, it's definitely uh, fun to think about that. I do think, though, that the build to the women's matches has kind of struggled a little bit. I mean like Rhea and Charlotte are just kind of like, and Bianca and Asuka just kind of cutting promos like back and forth with real meaning to it. Uh, you know, they set up the six woman tag uh, with damage control against Lita, Trish and Becky uh, for a night as well. There's still rumors that Ronda and Shayna are going to have, are going to fight for the tag titles. Maybe on night two, though apparently Ronda has a legit hairline fracture that they think she'll be ready for uh, mania in a three weeks, but they're not a hundred percent sure. But what are your thoughts chairman on the women's matches?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Charlotte, I don't know, it's almost like they really haven't done much of that as they could have.
0: They're trying to to get her over as a babyface, and she's just not a good babyface.
1: No, she's not, but we're all just sick of her, and we're all hoping Rhea destroys her. Because if Rhea loses, people are going to riot, dude. Because Rhea's been doing fantastic work with Judgment Day, as we've praised uh, time and time again. You know, her in Prison Dom has been freaking hilarious, whether it's on SmackDown Raw or you know, WWE sharing videos on social media. I mean, they've been in the complete package. And Bianca and Asuka, we know the match is going to be fantastic. But, like, obviously, it's so hard to build up Asuka because she kind of just acts crazy. You know, she's not, she's not a promo person. She, 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 she acts in the ring, you know, in her mind games, you know. So Bianca's going to have to carry that promo department. And Bianca's fantastic at that, you know. And, you know, I'm a little bummed that we're doing a six-woman tag. I really was hoping that they would have uh, – changed gears a little bit and did the tag title match you know and then uh you know i guess ronnie and Shayna, and then like bailey would have took on uh trish one-on-one but yeah i I saw ronnie's hurt but it's like if she's actually gonna wrestle if they do clear her then they have to get the titles off of lita and you know becky i mean there's time to do that still so i'm sure that if they do that they'll probably end up losing them to E. O. and you know Dakota, I mean, that's the only logical explanation, probably to do that, but then it'd be weird because Ronnie wants to be a heel, and then obviously damage controls a heel, so you have two heels. I mean, unless you know they do the tag match tonight after Mania, or I don't know, there's there's lots of ways to go. This card is starting to kind of fill up a little bit, which is kind of funny when you read the reports of Triple H a couple weeks ago. It was like trying to have a smaller card, but you know, there's obviously still some matches that aren't announced, but we've speculated for months, you know, they're going to happen. But the card is definitely filling up. I think a lot of people are in some really good spots this year. I'm excited. Probably the most excited pre-WrestleMania I've been in quite some time. So, and Paul, we trust.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had um, you know Theory and John Cena get set up this past Monday on Raw with Cena just completely obliterating uh, Austin Theory on the microphone. I mean, I don't know, like... I understand it's Cena, but that really didn't do that good of a job to make me want to see the match and make me think that Cena's actually going to, uh, like, Theory has a chance against Cena, uh, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, we saw Jay Uso finally uh, show his alliance to Jimmy, or well, he didn't even really, really quote unquote show their alliance. In Jay's promo, he basically said he did it because he had to for the family, and he relies on the family. So that leaves a lot to look to post uh, post Mania. As far as that goes, too, you could see another uh, layer to that storyline there where maybe Jay comes back, but Jay doesn't like fully get reinvested into the bloodline. Uh, we haven't seen KO come out and save Sammy yet. We've just seen Cody Rhodes help out a couple times. So there's that there. Um, what do you think, Chairman, if you had to pick—we're just going to assume that Roman Cody's main eventing night, too— I know the early reports were that Charlotte and Rio were going to main event night one, but I just feel like this program hasn't been strongly built up enough to main event night one. I think you almost still have to go to Sammy and assumingly KO against the Usos to be your night one main event and just start to show like, Oh my God. Like assume if you assume Sammy and KO are going to win the tag titles, there's your first crack in the bloodline and it gives intrigue into the Roman stuff the next night. What do you think?
1: You know, Here's the thing. Rhea Ripley wins Royal Rumble, so that should be a guaranteed-made event. You has have a two-night mania now, so I think her and Charlotte, you know, there's no issue on my end if that happened. But at the same time, like you said, the program is kind of lacking, and it doesn't have much oomph to it versus, like you said, a Sammy KO. Should they team up to take on the Usos? I mean, that story's been brewing for months, and that also could be a opening match, too. You get everybody invested. But I also would rule out Seth Rollins and Logan Paul because that's been a story building for a, w- a little bit of a while now. And Seth Rollins obviously clamoring for main event spot, but I don't know if you count it because it's he might main event night one, but not night two, you know, because that's obviously gonna be Roman Cody. But I mean, Logan Paul's obviously got his social media, you know, exposure and a lot of eyes on the product, you know, outside WWE, blah blah blah. So. That could be also a potential closer in my book if it's not going to be any of those other two matches we touched on.
0: Yeah, and then one more thing I want to bring up, you talked about it a little bit there briefly with the this run of greatness that Dom. I don't know if I'm, greatness is the right word, but, man, Dominic Mysterio went from being somebody... I just wanted to get off my TV screen to somebody that has been great these last... like Ever since the whole convict prison thing has been going on, Man, the hit, he has just taken it to another level and this whole thing he's got going on with Ray, I mean, he's got so much heat built up with him right now that yeah, he may not be there fully wrestling wise yet, but they've built up the heat to what's likely going to be, I'm assuming, a Ray Dominic match at WrestleMania. Uh they've built that up so tremendously that I think just Ray like the crowd's gonna explode whenever when they first when Ray finally gets Loses it and snaps on Dominic and punches him and lays him out. They've built that up so well. Um, I think it's going to, I still think it's going to happen at Mania. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we saw that Rey Mysterio is apparently going to be the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame this year, which kind of at least led me to speculate that maybe he's starting to take time away and retire or maybe just not even work a full schedule at this point, given, you know, his age and what he's been through with his body. I know his knees are in pretty bad shape. Uh, They always were, I think. So, you know, there's that there is the Hall of Fame ceremony, just something to play into storylines. I don't think that I don't think with Triple H in charge, they would do a storyline where Rey is like going to be inducted and then doesn't end up being inducted, especially if you're bringing in like Conan to induct Rey Mysterio. So I don't think that's something there. But I mean, he's a guy that is just kind of. Jumped as far as My opinion on him I mean Theory's been doing a little bit of it too But I'm still not sure he's fully there in the ring I mean it's like same thing with Dominic But I think Dominic has Just like leaps and bounds I mean if we are Talking about most improved wrestler Already for I I shouldn't say wrestler most Improved character in 2023 I mean Dominic Has the early lead on that Don't you think chairman
1: Yeah definitely I mean Theory just buried got buried by Cena and that was the greatest thing ever. I I just laughed. I'm like, thank you, John Cena. You were my hero. But yeah, Prison Dom has been fantastic. I mean, he's got the old school Eddie Guerrero mullet going on and, you know, just hanging out with Mommy. I mean, just referring to prison. Like, the character work has been fantastic. And, you know, and I'm hoping that wrestling catches up eventually, too. I mean, hanging out with Rey Mysterio, you know, back in the day, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and probably all the other wrestlers. I mean, he's got, you know, avenues of people to, you know, get him better. But yeah, the character works fantastic. And, you know, Conan's probably going to go induct Ray Mysterio in the Hall of Fame. And the first thing he's going to probably ask everybody is if he, they've seen his podcast. That's going to be the first thing that's going to come out of Conan's mouth. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I think the Ray Domash is going to happen at Mania. I, I mean, and we, we back when they, this, this all kind of started, it was like probably the summer last year, if I remember right. And then we were all wondering, like, how the hell are they going to carry this program all the way to WrestleMania? Well, they did it right. You know, they took Ray off of Raw, moved him to SmackDown. And then, of course, they had those v during the holidays, you know, and those were just hilarious. I mean, so they keep the program going, but they're not, like, shoving it down your throat. And now they're kind of getting to the point where, like, they're going to really push it up to the next level. Like, I kind of wonder if, like, the match may not be made even until, like, WrestleMania weekend like Dom just ruins the hall of fame ceremony and just attacks him right there. He attacks Conan and then Conan tries to get LAX back and get the wolf pack rowdy rowdy, you know, and then maybe Kevin Nash will show up and torpedo, you know, Dom into a freaking uh, pillar, but my is quad, it's going to get crazy hall of fame weekend. I gonna book the match and then mommy's going to screw Ray over and send him packing.
0: Yeah. Kevin Nash is going to show up back up be like, Hey Ray, i Beat you in WCW for your mask, bro. Why are you wearing your mask again? Um, just like that. And Conan's gonna call a bunch of people. Uh, Conan's gonna call Judgment Day a bunch of strawberries and tossing salads like he did back in his uh filthy animal days in WCW. Yeah, he's gonna promote, like he said, promote his podcast, promote his rap video. Um, I'm actually kind of even surprised that they cleared Conan being the inductee. But like um, like they've pointed out, it's really the only person you could do that now that you know, obviously Eddie's not here, but Conan helped helped Ray break into the United States um, as far as that goes. And as far as current WWE goes, meaning like, yeah, I mean, you could do retirement. You could build something up to, like you said, he's got that long mullet going. You could do, like, a hair versus mask match. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, too, with how they've been booking the God de Day Phantasma um, lately that they're trying to make, like, Santos Ex- Escobar the next, um, you know, kind of top mexican latino star in their company by having him associate with ray which is weird because they've been heels this whole time and i've been waiting for them to turn and this hasn't happened yet so i mean hey kudos to them it's nice to see them actually getting a push considering they probably wouldn't even sniff the light of day in a vince mcmahon wwe um but yeah hey real quick also were you, you any concerned that vince mcmahon was backstage at raw this past monday
1: There's always concern because, you know, he has the influence and he is Vince McMahon. And then I saw the rumors that he had a dirty mustache, which turned out to be false. But yeah, I mean, apparently he was the one behind Osmosis Jones getting the Brock Lesnar match apparently. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like, no, no, don't be putting that out there, Vince. Nobody wants to see that match
0: yeah yeah and then of course in the other way we're getting lashley and bray wyatt and that we didn't even get a bray wyatt thing i actually watched i was able to watch all smackdown this friday didn't even get anything bray wyatt related and barely got anything on uh was it raw this was it's it raw or smackdown where lashley attacked um uncle howdy so who the hell knows what's going on with that but i mean i don't think there's a lot of there's i think everybody's kind of seeing what's going on with bray wyatt and saying okay let's shit or get off the pot here so who knows but Uh, That is going to be our show for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about whatever happened on AEW uh, and talk about whatever's going on in the world of WWE as we build up to WrestleMania. So for my co-host, Chairman Steven Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you guys next week.